Welcome to Life After Israel podcast. Did you know that USSR consisted of 15 countries? What happened to 286 million people after USSR suddenly collapsed? Where did the 70 years of repression go? Look, I might not have answers to all of these questions, but I do offer insights into key topics such as politics, culture, and in today's episode, art. I have a very special guest with me today, Sergei Gordienko. Hi, Sergei. How are you doing? Best day ever. <laughs> awesome. It's also a Saturday. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really mean like anything to me. Like it's, uh, it's a, every day is a beautiful day. Every day is a good day. Yeah. I love that. So let me introduce Sergey to you guys. Um, Sergey, also known as Do What You Love artist. He is a multidisciplinary visual artist with 20 plus years of experience. He's used his creative skills in many ways by working as a visual graphic designer, as a director, art director. He also had a creative studio that he managed. And in 2015, he moved to Miami and attended Art Basel, where he decided that he wants to be a full-time artist and dedicate his life to inspiring people to do what they love. Honestly, that is incredible. I think we can talk about this right off the bat why do people don't do what they love well it's a it's a beautiful question you know because like a lot of people just um, have a fear that they're not going to be successful and uh, financially I guess stable enough you know to continue doing what they really love and what they're really passionate about because they're not like if they have this kind of um, fear I guess you know that it's um, it's not gonna bring them money enough, you know, to support themselves or support their family, and uh, like eighty six percent of people in the United States, unfortunately, um, not doing what they love, you know. Eighty six. Eighty six percent of people like are working on a job that they hate, you know, and mm-hmm. or not really satisfied, you know, and uh, I mean this statistic was like maybe like five years ago when I st- started, like seven years ago. So maybe I hope that this statistic like change a little bit and like maybe it's like you know um, less people, but still it's a big amount. It's like a majority of people in uh, in United States, and, w- and we're talking about only United States. I'm not talking about the whole world. Whole world, I think it's even worse, right? Like the the the, the statistic, but in, in less general, fortunate economical. Right. Um, so yeah, and like what's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be. Uh, insp- like an example if you wish or just do my best to show people no you guys you can you know just believe in yourself do what you love and trust universe and uh, everything will work out for you um, I'm not saying it's gonna be easy I'm not saying it's gonna be fast but you're gonna be f- like a feeling happy and joy and you're gonna be feeling purpose of your life if you really doing what you love and uh, eventually people and opportunities will come and your life will change and you will be living your best life ever because you was following your dream, you following your passion and you didn't give up. How did your dream start? Where, um, where did you grow up? Where are you from? So like I was grew up in Vladivostok City. 
So, and um, my father, he's Ukrainian, my mom, she's Russian, and um, my mom, she's an artist as well. And I remember myself, she was my first inspiration, first uh, teacher in art, and she was like, really gave me this taste of beauty, you know, and like, I, I know how to describe it, but like, because of her, I Taste of beauty. Yeah, it's like everything is like you know how you look how like car design how building like architecture like landscape graphic design art paintings everything is an art so and you can start seeing it beauty in every piece of creation and start appreciate it Um, so yeah she like she gave me this spark i guess and uh, later on i mean like i was i was always in visual art like i was always creating something painting something sculpture modeling uh photography oh modeling too everything yeah like (laughs) and i have my vision when i was a kid i was like seeing myself as a graphic designer mostly and that's why and i was like very passionate about computer science and and I was um, really uh, like instead of you know spending my time like outside of the room I was like sitting at home in front of computer and trying to uh, draw something in like a photoshop and uh, like illustrator I was 13 uh, 15 like I mean like from like I might I I got my first PC uh, like when I was 13 Mm -hmm. and like it took me about two years to uh, stop playing games and start like self-educated. Like, and I was trying to code. I tried to uh, like read the books and how to how to draw things, how to change the photos and videos. Like, you know, I was passionate about like all these technologies. And it, yeah, I spent a lot of time on it. Like <laughs> many, many, many hours, days, years, I guess. Of Super just, unusual for a 13-year-old. Yeah, like all my friends was like, you know, playing soccer, like, and like doing things outside. And I was just like sitting at home and again, like was just a passion about computer science and uh, yeah, things that I can create on computer. And um, after then, I, um, I start like offering my services as a graphic designer to uh, like first it was friends of my parents and mm. like uh, some uh, neighbors like and I start making them websites and like so I, the first website that I built it was 1996 I guess or something like that so it's like pretty like people in that time like not really was sure if they need a website like so you need to explain them and educate them first like that the website is kind of very important for your business and it's uh can help you to um, uh, can help you to uh, grow your business if you wish um, and after then i um start thinking like how can i improve my skills as a web designer yeah. and i found um, um, like advertising at the newspaper lo- local newspaper about our like there is a institute like of, of art mm-hmm. that offering these skills web designers that this is you you found it yourself yeah like okay, ex- so you didn't have any accidentally any like a m- mentors or no, anybody directing you no not really my father was saying like you know like 
don't 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 waste time on it like he was he wasn't really supportive and believing in me unfortunately my mom she was opposite she was like you know go get indication go get uh, you know like do you think so she was my biggest supporter how did you know what to look for um i did not know how to look for it i just felt it like i just um I just felt this is feels right, you know, like if, like in in the bottom of my heart, like I was feeling this is what I really enjoying to do, and I didn't like really even think in that way, like how I'm describing right now. I'm just like it was a kind of intuition, like you know, in the beginning, because like I wasn't like really conscious when I was young, right? Yes, yeah, like, teenagers like really. Your frontal lobe is still developing. Right. So like I was just like I guess like it was just I was maybe guided by some like some source of energy or like you know because again like the way how I just how things happen in my life it was very like accidentally you know like nothing is accident right but it's really cool like when you I remember myself like when I opened newspaper and I found this like you know like the special block of the advertising describing exactly what I want to learn. And like at that time, no one in my city was uh, teaching how to do web design. Only this one particular uh, art institute. So I attempted there, and um, I was working daily, not daily after 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 stu- after studies, like after morning, like after two p.m. I was coming to work and work as a graphic designer for the company. And this is how I was paying my uh, education, you know, like, so I was spending like the half of the day at the institute. And after that, I was going to work and stay there till late night to pay my <laughs> bills, to pay my education. So you didn't have the... No, my parents, like, and my family, like, unfortunately not, was, wasn't be able to support me in this way. Oh, well, fortunately. Oh, fortunately, yeah. I mean, I still like to see, like, how amazing some uh some of my friends lives and easier yeah. in a way when their parents can like really provide them um like not only their love but also uh, financial support to make their life a little bit more um easier i guess i don't like like to say it easy but like to get um, like a step up a step up like you know like a boost a little bit yeah. like in the beginning so so they don't need to go struggle and like go through all these challenges that some people uh, have to do you have to struggle to be a good artist absolutely yeah, yeah. Like can you can you have an amazing life and still make it big in the art world without struggling mm. um, I, s- I feel like everybody is different like everybody's journey is different again like as somebody was born in super um, lovely and amazing supporting family so they don't need to know what the struggle is and they can just be uh, a beautiful artist and create whatever they want to create without this experience mm. And some people need it, like so. There is no like kind of comparison. Like everybody is again like a very different. And um, the most important, what's you, uh, what you get in the end, like what's kind of creation uh, you produced, mm. and if it made with love or not. 
So you are in your early 20s. Yeah. You are going to school and you work as a graphic designer yeah. half second half of the day. Yeah. What time would you go to sleep and what time did you wake up? Uh, like I was waking up at like I, I believe 7 something 7:30 to get ready to to school and everything. Uh, and I was going to like I I was Sometimes I was staying at work like at the, the, the whole night, like because like I could not like I need to uh, finish some tasks, and uh, I was learning also like I wasn't like as fast as I like now, you know. So like I was still uh, studying and learning things. So um, I remember myself like sleeping in the office few times, maybe not few times, but multiple times. And uh, it was amazing experience. I never complained. I was like a happy because like I was enjoying my life, you know, even though it was challenging, but it was so much fun to work with professionals who like amazing artists, art directors, photographers, copywriters, like it was creative agency. And, and that moment I realized, okay, one day I want to open my own agency. I want to own my own creative agency and create beautiful marketing campaigns and uh, um, beautiful things for different clients around the world and different brands. Um, and I, like, I remember the thought when I was like maybe uh, like, yeah, like 19, I guess, or like 18, like I um, create my first or my company, like when I was 20, uh, six i believe or 27 so it took me for a while to you know to develop all my skills and uh, also opportunities also you know without uh, one client who i was working as a freelancer like i was helping <coughs> uh, one of my friends she was open the her uh, magazine and she was looking for a company or small agency who can um, help her design needs for on a monthly basis like a retain and she said like hey we have a budget monthly and said that's perfect like so i found the people i found the office i brought everybody together and because of her i could um, make it happen you know without this client in my life uh, maybe, wow maybe, so she yeah would it, would it be fair to say that she is one person who changed your life one of them like there's many it, that was so many people who changed my life like that you know like magic Please, por favor, go down, <laughs> go down, go down, baby. Go down. Go down. <laughs> she is the second being that changed your life. She, she is she, the second. Yeah, she is my, <laughs> like, everything, you know. Like, she is the best investment that I, like, have in my life. And I got her, this is my first dog, and I got her, it was like, seven years ago. Um, um, almost seven years ago. Uh, here in Miami also. Yeah. Our pets are amazing. Yeah, Sometimes I wonder if we deserve them. Definitely, we are deserve them. Like yeah. you know, if we are human, if we're good human being, we definitely deserve them. Do you still keep in touch with that person? Uh, yeah, on Instagram. I mean, that she doesn't really know how important um, like she was in my life and at that moment. But I kept her in mind all the time. Uh, and uh, one day, I want to like she's in Moscow. And I want to, like, you know, like, I'm working on a book right now, for example, right? And in this book, I'm describing all these um, key factors that help me to achieve what I achieve or 
uh, who helped me to become who I became. Mm-hmm. So I like dedicated some of the like words and uh, to these people, and she one of them, of course. So she's gonna be in the book, and it's gonna be a surprise for her, I guess, wow. when she will figure out how important she was again to. Unless she watches this. Unless episode. she watches this. Episode, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah. That's incredible. Now you are in in the US. Yeah. When did you move to the US? I moved to US, the United States in 2011. What was your first impression of the art scene in the United States? Um, How were you introduced to the art in America? Your first introduction. I met a beautiful person and she inspired me and supported me and she was my provider to the art scene in the United States. She was an artist, she is an artist still. And at that moment she was already established artist and uh, when I came for Basel, I met her, and we connect immediately. And I, because of her, I realized, okay, um, I can do it too. You know, like she wow. was my inspiration. She's definitely going in the book. Absolutely, she like on the third page. <laughs> like <laughs> she's like literally like on the third page. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. What was the maybe one or two things that really surprised you about artists in America? Compared to artists back home. So in the beginning, when I came to United States, I was still running my creative agency, right? So I was like, I was painting as a hobby, uh, like all my life, mm-hmm. but mostly for myself, for my friends, never for sale, right? So really, yeah. So like again, like I was like, I like start being full time artist only when I moved to Miami and only when I met this beautiful person and only when I believed in myself and started okay I'm gonna be like an artist and I'm gonna go through all artistic journey myself Um, you know how often I come across people that have kids with let's just be honest sometimes mediocre art yet they have this innate belief that they can still sell the art whereas from my experience and I want to know from your experience when you are either in Russia or any of the countries of the post-Soviet Union space, the thought of selling your art doesn't really come to mind until you're like a big name. Would you agree with that? Because as a kid here, I think it's only natural that you can think of yourself or your parents will tell you, hey, you can sell it. But in Russia, honestly, I've had a lot of artists in my school but I never even thought that they can sell their work as kids. Mm-hmm. So why why did you never want to sell your artwork when you were a kid, when you started painting? Nobody told me that. Like nobody told me like I can like again, like we have like in general we have this kind of um belief that artists um like it's hard to sell the art and it's true. Um However, um, I don't know, like I never have the, even the thought when I was in Russia, like that, like, you know, I can t- try to make money from my... So it never even crossed your mind? No. And I was like, you know, doing it like all, like all my life, you know, like 
but only like as a hobby again like just for my friends for my family members as a gift to decorate my walls you know like just like just to release it and express myself as an artist because digital art is beautiful but i really like to work with paint and like you know touch something and and put it on a wall Mm. yeah and uh when i came to united states first um i i was surprised how graphic design is not comparing to like a russian artists and russian graphic designers and uh, web design special especially like it was like not i would say I don't want to say good enough, you know, I don't want to, com- like, I just want to kind of express that uh, our Russian designers or Ukrainian designers were more... Um, Had different standards, Professional perhaps? and way beyond the, uh, what I saw in, in, in the United States. So it's like... A also, the graphic art that you've seen in the United States compared to the one that you used to yeah. in Russia and... We we were making more beautiful things uh, at that moment. Wow. We were like ten, fifteen years ahead of wow. the United States art. Yeah, like graphic art. Just graphic art. Yeah. What would be an example of that if you can think of something? Like anything like at that moment you can like you know you can um, open any big websites of like uh, like starting from Bank of America website and like uh, any corporation like a big uh, big brand and you will see how bad ui ux design how they not they don't doesn't have like you know um like uh, understanding about like a mobile apps adjustive design or or just graphic design in general you can see it like right away comparing what we done or what we or, or what like russian artists and russian graphic designers and ukrainian ukrainians like are doing at that moment like you like in 2011 we was like creating the so beautiful things like for the clients around the world and when i came to united states i was like surprised how poor their web design is mm. and i was like wow guys like seriously you started internet you like you really yeah. like it start from you and you like gave up or not really care you know like i feel like they, they create something in 2000 like 2000 and mm they fine with that like they don't feel the needs to update it like update it often and um, trying to make it better and better and better every year um, now things a little bit changed in a good way but still still um, i believe like uh, the russians ukrainian school the best graphic design school like in the world belarus as well uh, belarus as well yeah of course, yeah, like uh, all like Soviet Union, all, all Soviet Union schools, yeah. Where do you think this level of excellence coming from? I think Is it's it because we're too hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons, also because like it was like a very, we have to like in in Russia we have to survive and we have to be best of the best of the best. So it's like it was very competitive space where we were doing our best to create something beautiful and here in the United States right people was like not really motivated because their life is less hard for them so they don't need to you know like go what we have to go through to 
to to to again to improve themselves all the time. So would it would you agree with the statement that UX designers, graphical designers from Russia, Ukraine, Belarus, or post-Soviet Union countries are so good at what they do because they are motivated by they need to survive? Yeah, one of the reasons, absolutely. Survive and and maybe even escape. You know, like because okay. because like if you always improve your skills, eventually, um, like with this portfolio, you can get any job around the world and escape your country or your city. That or you know, like like I moved from uh, Vladivostok to Moscow because again, like I was, um, I was like really good in in my city, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I was seeing my the city became too small for you kind of you know like i was like seeing my like a billboards that i created like the different like whoa that must have been incredible that's a good billboard you created that's that's kind of that's kind of yeah give you like this kind of joy of like one of the reasons why you're doing it also right like not only because like you you like it not because people appreciate it and they pay you for that but also you can see it and you can enjoy it and you also can can like see how what you created helps somebody else to make money from their businesses mm-hmm. like you know like so you 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 create beautiful logotype for the uh, i remember the i mean I, so many things like one yeah. of that was a cell career like i created the logo in the whole campaign for them mm-hmm. and uh, they became number one in my hometown like the the, the the cell carrier right so what did your father say when he saw the billboard in the city that you created we didn't speak too much honestly like mm-hmm. it wasn't still like uh, until i moved to moscow until i started like money and like he felt like that's when he felt proud of me and he felt okay like we 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 reboost and reset our relationship so like it was a time when we didn't speak too much and shared like it didn't like it wasn't really close connection and i was happy about it you know i didn't feel like because like my father he was he's tough and um, when i moved and separated from like his family and uh, create my own uh, life and uh, that's where he really saw me as a human <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know like you know he was like okay I'm proud of your son now you Not accomplished something exactly you know like so in his eyes like I I, I like not the typical American son I love you no matter what you yeah, do uh, no, which is very common that, like, super yeah. common to whether you're artists or you do something else in the past Soviet Union space parents don't say good job yeah. or I'm proud Share of words. you, or I love you. It's How not really, you? not really common thing. I mean, now it's different, right? Like I, I really feel like people like my age, our age, like you know, new generation. I would say like they, they, they raise the kids as I would raise my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like with love, compassion, like support, and um, belief in them. So. I understand now that you, when you look at the way you were raised, and it wasn't necessarily bad in any way, it was just not as compassionate as you would see here in America. Now you have a different view of how kids should be raised. You want to raise them with compassion and love. 
but that also means that they might not go through the hardships that you went through and those hardships is what made you who you are and gave you the ability to come from arguably a very small city to come to the center the art center of the world well um i think again like we don't need to project our um, experience especially bad experience to our kids you know like yes it helped us to made us you know like, and became who we are mm-hmm. all these challenges in our life but they're gonna have their own challenges you know they're gonna have their own life and who knows what's gonna happen what's gonna like you know what's they gonna be going through so i don't think we need to like you know um rate them with this um create them additional challenges you know like if from our past or from our experience because like we 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 went through that i think like we just need like again like give them like our love support and um help them to become the best version of themselves and um hopefully it's gonna work out you know i mean like i i believe like i really believe it's gonna work out this is this is the right way to to raise the kids yeah okay before we go into into the pictures i would like to ask you a very simple question okay what is art art is everything like i believe that everything that's made up with love it's an art so doesn't matter what you do like are you doing like makeup it's an art are you dressed up it's an art are you singing are you writing are you creating the videos are you creating a business are you raising a child everything is an art if it comes with love yeah that's simple is that the 20th century philosopher theodore adorno famously said that all art is an uncommitted crime what he meant was simply that by its true nature art challenges the status quo throughout history artists have reacted against oppression violence injustice and inequalities they have stood up for the voiceless and marginalized protest art which is a form of art challenges traditional boundaries hierarchies and rules imposed by those in power it's an act of defiance art can make a message accessible and universal i'd like to show you a few paintings mm-hmm. And get your initial thoughts. Okay. Let's start with the the first one. I'm gonna put it on the screen. What do you feel when you look at this painting? Like every art, every painting has a story, and you need to really know the contents uh, about like what what time it was created, who was created, and why he created. So you really need to see the whole picture to really understand and, and appreciate it. And because like it, what we're looking on it right now, it can be just like our personal opinion about the colors, about like the dynamic, about the strokes, about the 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 style, you know. But we won't understand the the, the what the what artists try to say by this painting without knowing the context, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's why like I I can just tell like again my my subjective uh, opinion about like about it and it's hard to like i'm almost never criticize any anyone works like i never like i never i cannot say oh i i don't so you rather it. know a little bit about the artist artist and, and why they and, created this and like yeah what period of time he created it what he was going through what period of time yeah so it's like it's a very important i don't think anybody actually 
thinks about that when they go through the museum and look at the arts because it can tell you everything you need to know but at the same time other others will argue well you don't need to know about the artist because the the role of the arts is to invoke invoke certain feelings in you without any guidance or any context it's not a guidance it's just like the whole picture is it's kind of kind of judging um uh, a book by the cover you know like you see the cover and you can say you like it or not like it you resonate with the colors or with the illustration with the naming or not mm-hmm. but to understand the whole book you need to read it right. you know you need to read it and then you get oh that's why they illustrated like the illustration on the cover was um, like this particular thing uh, otherwise you can just like you just say it because of your experience or your previous previous trauma or hardships yeah, or everything like conditioning mm-hmm. um, so so this piece yeah. is by Jacob Lawrence uh-huh. he captured the journeys of millions of African Americans who left the Jim Crow South in search of better lives elsewhere now you, you see like when you say that like it makes completely sense otherwise it's just a crowd of people going through some like different doors to different uh what states right cities mm-hmm. and it's like a train station right and you can like i say okay this is like a probably 19th century and uh, that's it like you know like you don't see the f- people faces you don't see people like emotions they just going through like they're trying to get on a train or mm-hmm. get on the like this is the way to to these cities but without knowing the, the like again the content you like yeah it's just a crowd of people in the dark um colors mm-hmm. in very simple shapes and forms yeah. um let's go into the next one yeah. it has a little sign yeah it says silence i'm going to put it on the screen mm-hmm. silence equals death fight aids act up so this one tells you a little bit about this painting yeah based on the sign Have you seen this one before? I I know the artist. Uh yeah, I don't remember this particular one, but yeah, I love it. <laughs> this one is by Keith Herring. He turned art into a weapon in the war against AIDS. Yeah. Herring's art forced people to talk about AIDS. So this is a very good example yeah. of someone turning art into a accessible vessel of information mm-hmm. you look at the picture you immediately understand what it's yeah. about but b forcing entire communities to talk about this problem mm-hmm. a lot of people will say art is not meant for that art is not meant to address political issues mm-hmm. different pe- people have a different opinions and some people like really like you know very traditional uh, art like 19th centuries oil painters and all this stuff and some people like like a simple uh, com- contemporary art that really touch their emotions because they talk about what happened now or happened not recently mm-hmm. like not long time ago so they can resonate with that and 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 say yeah like you know it's about politics it's about what like what we're facing in or what uh, humanity going through right now so and the artist trying to say it through the, through his art mm-hmm. um so 
different people have different opinions. Somebody like it, somebody don't. Somebody saying like you don't have to touch religious politics and uh, other like very um, sensitive topics, sensitive topics uh, at your art. And some people like it doing it because of they cannot not doing it. They have the purpose to say it through through the art. If it if either it's like a performance or paintings or a book or a, like a statement on a YouTube it's also mm. um, so I'm gonna tell you what this one is mm -hmm. um, in 1998 Portuguese born artist Paulo Rego protested abortion rights in Portugal in a series of powerful images each canvas depicted the image of a woman undergoing an unsafe abortion and it also says in turn after being exhibited this is key her work is stated to have been integral in changing public opinion. Wow. Um, yeah. How does art do that? How does art actually change? Because it's not a tangible thing. You can't really measure yeah. people's opinions. But how does art change people's opinions? Um, so artists for many years was uh, one of their influencers, if, if I would say, like, you know, and speak about the subjects that nobody else can speak in the form and shapes like sometimes directly showing the problem and sometimes like a different uh, like they're trying to hide the meaning and in, in shapes and forms but like when you know what is it about like the first painting that you showed me right like about the immigration um, and, 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 and um, escaping, escaping the Jim Crow yeah right so like so it it's been like a form like decades I think or from beginning of the time when artists trying to point it out some some issues or some problems in our society and try to solve it somehow what with like in a way that they can by like you know by showing them to public and it's just like one of the easiest form to to showcase a problem i guess to point it because mm -hmm. if you just write it down and and send it like letters to everyone it's no gonna read it no we're gonna read it right like it's gonna in be in the world of tiktok right it's gonna be like different um approach but when you create something and people like seeing it and they resonate with it on, in in a different level and then they read the story behind the spending and they're like wow we really should like you know stop oh. using like i don't know killing animals or like you know help kids in africa or mm. uh like you know all these problems that we are going through as a humans humans right now like mm. uh can be uh solved by by community by people you know and artists just trying to do the best that they can to help make the change in the world mm -hmm. uh, and make the world a better place let's go on to the next one okay first i'm curious what you think of this photograph oh i think it's a it's a protest of like I think it's activism, right? Like it's contemporary activism, and they like probably against of uh, like killing some someone. It's like a stop. Maybe they're trying to stop a war. Maybe they're trying to stop uh, killing maybe animals again. Um, 
this photo was yeah i see the money i see the the the, the red t-shirts that represent the blood i guess um so yeah tell me so this photo was taken by nan golden he mm-hmm. led a die-in exhibition at london's v and a museum the action was a part of her campaign to stop british and american cultural organizations accepting donations and sponsorships from the Sackler Trust, who are the family behind the pharmaceutical company that made the addictive opioid painkiller Oxycontin. Mm. Every first, according to the national statistics, almost every fifth person is affected by the opioid crisis. One of the reasons I know that is because after looking at this picture, I looked it up. Yeah. So I can definitely see that art is working. Yeah. on my mind exactly and making me want to look information up yeah. so but art is not just paintings or photos right yeah. it's also songs i want to send you three different instagram links mm-hmm. and listen to something together okay actually i really like the first one okay i don't fully understand ukrainian mm-hmm. Because growing up in post-Soviet Union, Ukrainian was considered as a rudimentary language. Um, I made a video on my page um, a few weeks ago explaining why I know how to say I love you in Ukrainian. Because in my school, it was considered one of the funniest ways to say I love you. Wow. It's a downgraded version of And... I'm very, very much ashamed by how it was in my school. But I'm also not surprised because A, I never heard any classmates speak in Ukrainian. I had Ukrainian classmates, but they did not speak Ukrainian. Hell, I didn't even speak my language. Russian is my second because I was afraid that, oh, what if people will make fun of me? Um even outside of school. But B, I don't think I've ever seen mentions of Ukrainian culture outside of Tvoya Prekrasnaya Nyanya, the popular show. Mm-hmm. And I think Verka Sidyuchka, mm-hmm. that artist. Yeah. I don't I don't know if she's Ukrainian. I think so. Yeah. He mm-hmm. he's Ukrainian. For someone who grew up in that world and like was a kid at that time I moved here when I was 19 that was it that was all I knew about Ukraine in my mind yeah. um, I imagine it was different for you because you're one of your parents is Ukrainian um, slightly different but very close you know like it's so like again like because uh, um, like nobody like speak re- ukrainian like from like who i know like i don't have any like ukrainian like friends when i was growing up or you know like i didn't have uh, um, like this opportunity to to learn ukrainian like when i was a kid so back in the days it was one 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 people one nation yes know? it was like it wasn't like really different like yeah like 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 especially like right now mm-hmm. but um yeah, it's, it was one, one, one people. Yeah. So, you, do you understand Ukrainian? Uh, yeah, yeah, 
Okay, so this song I just sent you yeah. is in Ukrainian. Just like I'm really amazed by all Ukrainian artists, like that, like especially new artists and like new generation artists new, who exist and who is like just showcasing their artworks, doing what they love, doing what they love, absolutely. Let's go into the next one. What do you um, what do you feel when you hear this? By the way, this was released in 2018. Wow, interesting. Um, well, again, like uh, this is just a f like is, is he Ukrainian? He's Russian. Russian, right? Okay. Um, so like he's trying to say about like you know what like what was happening and uh, what he was. Um, a victim but like he was like uh, trying to just like um, highlights the problem that he can see what happening in his country right now and uh, like there is no freedom of press there is like you know that's everything controlled by government and so on so like he was pretty much uh, saying what everybody was feeling and like not everybody but a lot of people was like understanding that the, the Russia is going to like down they're going to the dicta dictator like mm -hmm. uh, regime or uh, way of the politics yeah. government so he's Shocked expressing it. what other people feel feel yeah and mm -hmm. uh, and also like, understand you know but like again like a, some like a majority of people cannot um put it in a like artistic form and shape they just can talk about mm -hmm. it on the phone on the in the kitchen in the kitchen yeah just like you know share their like you know opinion like how bad situation are but they they don't like they don't know how to 
like how to uh, wh- what they can do you know like uh, as individuals like if they're like just a like a manager in a, like in a store right like or like if he's a worker at some like a yeah. builder constructor right like what he can do he has he think he doesn't have any any way to to um uh, point it out and like and but he definitely like you know uh um, experiencing the same thing that he, this guy does right like mm-hmm. but this guy he's like, okay I, i can i know how to sing i love to sing mm-hmm. like I, i know how to make it like in a, a as a poetry like make it sounds appealing for people so i'm gonna just tell what i feel and what i'm like thinking about and share with people and a lot of people resonate with this and a lot of people okay wow yeah this is what is definitely like happening and maybe it's changed somebody's lives this song you know in the back in the days maybe somebody like mine right. it really got me to some hard times yeah, exactly. you know i'm seeing that song now go ahead mm. i want to go on the opposite mm-hmm. spectrum of of <laughs> political political spectrum the opposite political spectrum so we've seen we listen to ukrainian artists we listen to russian artists who is in opposition mm-hmm. i want to send you a link to someone who was i believe he performed in luzhniki in a concert recently on february 22nd i might be wrong but he has a really large following and he is I don't know if I should give you context okay. before you listen to it. Sure. I don't want to color your opinion. Oh, Shaman. Yeah, I heard about him. He's a propaganda artist. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I before I uh, get your feedback, um, I have to share something real quick. I grew up listening to federal channels, Russian federal channels, and I'm not gonna lie. Still today, and I'm no longer a kid. When I hear um, a Russian artist sing or um, someone on the national television, for, for research purposes, I watch a lot of news in Russian it still invokes some sort of positive feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I catch myself thinking, whoa, 
I, I, just to take my interviewer hat for a second, I know exactly what that propaganda is meant for, but why does it make me feel a certain way, certain positive way? Um, it happens especially if I stumble across the number one channel, Piero Canal, and I hear like the way they position their words, the way they speak, the way like, the music in the background or whatnot. I still kind of feel a part of it. And I think perhaps like the art of expression has such power over us that till today, it's been years since I've actually been a part of this environment, mm-hmm. I still feel some sort of connection to it. it. Triggers you. Triggers me. Yeah. Triggers me in a way where I'm like, it feels almost like emotional. Not in a negative way, but you know how it's almost in a good way. I don't understand why. Well, um, am I, I traumatized? Am I traumatized by the Russian and, uh, media no, and ju- artists? I just think <laughs> like you kind of, sort of, you know, like you've been, like it's 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 understandable why it triggers you and it's understandable why it works like that f- for many people, not only for you but like people like even now, because it's it's was built and created in this particular way to to touch your heart because you was growing up uh, like with this uh, culture with this um, music and 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 the, the way of thinking sometimes you know like so we've been like brainwashed like when we were kids and like our parents as well and like our grandfather so on so like it's it's understandable why is it is it, why it's triggered you uh, but we are now we're adults and now we can understand what is evil what is like light you know we can understand like this is doesn't serve um, good things even though it triggers you as a because like it's just psychology mm. you know it's just a part of the um, part of the human nature um, but you understand okay these people who was on it movie on a clip right now they was um, um, like work for government they work for propaganda they trying to I felt some sort of emotion like I felt a little emotional listening especially to the lady when she started singing it's beautiful voices it's beautiful it's beautiful, beautiful production it's beautiful sounds everything is on a high level of production and execution but it doesn't mean like you know it's uh, this mm-hmm. they they trying to solve the problem or they're trying to help people or they're trying to uh, they might argue and say that they are helping russian people uh, absolutely this is their opinion i'm not arguing with them you know like i'm just saying like i'm like uh, i'm like i know where like what side am i'm standing for you know i'm standing for stop war you know i'm standing for ukrainians i'm like i'm for freedom i'm against putin and government and you know, like it, this is the reason why I left the, the Russia. I didn't mention that, but it was exactly the the government and Putin. Exactly, I was like going to protest. Look, meetings. we are so different. I'm Muslim. I don't know if you adhere to any religion. We look so different, but both of us left that regime. Yeah, because I'm also on the side of freedom and also on the side of a freedom of expression and speech. So this is incredible. You know, for people that say. Oh, you are all um, brainwashed. People tell me that I'm getting paid 
by American government. Listen, I paid for this studio. <laughs> no one pays me. And if they did, where's my Gucci bag? Seriously, where's my Gucci bag? But we are, we've never met before outside of United States. And yet we were touched the same way by the atrocities that were committed towards, which is a natural, natural feeling for people towards freedom. Yeah. Um, and now we're here. So we have the opportunity to be exposed for dif to different people and have different opinions, freedom of speech, yada, yada. But are we st still in some way are coping with that trauma of, um, you know, having that same triggers mm -hmm. for people that are not in our, our, our seats, mm -hmm. where do they start? Can, in specifically in the topic of art, how can art heal them and help them to see that, you know, they deserve better, that freedom is not so unattainable, that they, is there anything specific that they can do in like day to day? I know not everyone can move outside of Russia or other dictatorships. Um, what would you suggest? I would su suggest like, just be open-minded. Like, you know, the First of all, be open-minded and always self-educate, you know, self-improve and just try to be the best version of yourself every day, even though you're in, like, in, like, tough situation maybe, you know, like, or tough city, tough country, and you want to. But if this person already, like, if he's or she, like, open-minded and understanding what is, like, good, what is bad, you know, he eventually or she will try to find a way to improve their the environment. And if they can't, they cannot leave this environment for the better place because we live only once, mm -hmm. and we want to be happy. We we um, we deserve to be happy. Uh, and if the this environment where they are right now doesn't bring them, like you know, like they don't feel they belong there anymore they might need to be start thinking how to uh, make a move and find a place where they feel better maybe it's in different different city or different country and um, the universe will guide them with the, the the universe will help them or God will help them to find a way to 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 escape if you wish or um, improve the, the, the environment. Wait, something you said. Um, they deserve to be happy. Um, it's making... It's such a simple concept, but I don't think a lot of people really have the strength to believe that they deserve to be happy. Um, I didn't know that. Although I had this feeling that there's something out there that um, I should not be going through so much pain. You know, they should not make fun of me because I'm Muslim. They should not attack me physically because I'm Muslim or because I speak my language. But I think knowing what happiness is, it's almost a privilege. Being able to taste that. Remember going back to what your mom said. She helped you to taste the beauty being able to taste the freedom is a luxury um, because unless you know what it tastes like 
how do you know to long for it and to want it and to try to make an effort and become a better person so you can have it um, I think I really like what you said about just believing even if even even though you don't know what freedom looks like you don't even um it's in your wildest dreams but believing that universe or god will guide you and give you the power to see beyond the hardships is what's going to make your journey successful um feel free to not answer this but what role has god played in your journey or the universe well um everything like you know just god have a different shape and form and um to to show like his support or love or guidance you know through different people again like the people who was helping me on my journey was also guided by god or universe mm-hmm. you know or maybe he was in their body you know at that moment to help me out in some case or give me some thought give me some idea give me some opportunity and then he left to do his own things right or i don't know how exactly it works but this is what i feel you know so god is everything and we are also gods in like in in a different shape and forms um so it's a uh, it's uh, we like you know me, me now like we, we i think we all one like you know this concept so like it's a uh, it's a uh, one big conscious energy mm. I love that um, I want to send you a few clips mm-hmm. if that's okay and uh, gain your thoughts on that we have about 30 minutes left um, so I'm just gonna go through a few clips and then do a rapid fire questions okay. and then we're done so let's start with who do I have Okay, so let's talk about Russian artists. Okay. There's two camps right now. Is it you? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. oh, my friend, she knows I like um It's like jewel- a that kind of that kind of jewelry. What kind of jewelry is it? She is it rings? It's it's so you yeah, you put it like this. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So um, she custom custom made it for me. Cool. So when it comes to Russian artists, yeah. we have two camps right now. have people like Tatiana Lazareva, Makarevich, Simfira, or uh, Boris Grebenshikov, uh, Aksimiron. Those people left Russia. Yeah. Some of them are doing volunteer work and helping Ukrainians, others creating music and new songs to support Ukrainians. There is also in between there are more neutral. But we have a second camp So I want to send you videos and my apologies in advance. I know this is a, a sensitive topic, especially since yesterday was a year yeah. since the war started. So if at any point you feel like you don't want to comment on any of the videos, please okay. let me know. Thank you. You went to protests last night. Um I I I saw some of your stories. 
It was beautiful. Yeah, it was so many people. Like 1,360 people attended yesterday. That place, I went to that place last year. Mm-hmm. This, this, the first week of yeah. the war when it started. It's a small place. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's not like, it's a, uh, like not even a place kind of. It's just like a kind of almost a, like, yeah, just a few, yeah. I don't know how we, but like it was amazing. Like to feel all these people and energy and support and music and and um, it was very like union. You know, you feel like you like I I've been on all like I I, I think I've been on all protests since the war started. Like I maybe missed just once, um, but it was um, I mean like yesterday was special. I don't know why it was special, but like it was really special because maybe because of the how many amazing people was there. So you used some of the adjectives that we use to describe art, mm-hmm. beautiful and etc. Is actual protesting a form of art? Definitely, definitely, absolutely. How so? Well, at the people was making some art with them, like you know, to again like as a posters as uh, flags or, or like special items to bring people uh, attention to what's happening so it's like a visual art like it's not only stand there and, mm. and, and say save Ukraine support Ukraine but also like they was making some um, uh, visual uh, like art I would say or collages to okay this is like what's happening right now with butcher or like the killing people they like they like all these things so why why it's not art you know because it's not in louvre because it's not in museum no mm. it's, it's still an art you know like somebody made it somebody made it like as an artist like as a as a different artist that you showed me before to showcase the problem about the abortion or about the like uh, immigrants like you know or about like you know some aids or something so this is another yeah, it was made by like a three years or ten years old kid, you know. But why it's not an art, you know? Maybe he, she is gonna be an, ar- an artist, like a famous artist in ten, fifteen years, you know. So and this is her first art creation. Mm. Who knows? Who's judges? Why we should even judge? You know, like mm. it's just a, a way of uh, bring people attention to the problem. Um, I sent you a video. Okay. Тайсть Сирия, которая происходит в Европе и в Америке, видно, на что она направлена и для чего все это сделано и как расшатано все общество, особенно в Украине, если говорить о демократии, какая там демократия? government side or like um, Putin's side they either very paid they were supported by government to say that with so money, they financially financially right or some of them brainwashed and some of them both brainwashed by like first channel and propaganda media and also supported by government to um, to say what they're saying I don't feel they like again like I don't know how to comment it because like this is what I 
know a little bit again but i don't to like i don't i don't see the any evidence ev any proofs but i like my intuition was telling me that like they like affiliated by government you know mm -hmm. to say what they're saying because they have concerts they have uh, different uh, venues to so if the artist is told by the government what to say doesn't it contradict the whole freedom of expression or not is it is it and they are artists you know but it's it doesn't serve a good cause they serve like their own um, ego and um, material materialistic things you know such as money so like they made the choice you know they made the choice okay we're gonna stay in russia we're gonna say we're gonna support the government we're gonna support war we're gonna uh, take money from government to um, uh, to, to live their best life you know this is their choice and like my choice is do not listen to them and do not support them anyhow in any any way should and we respect their choice it's a tough question I don't know how to answer that like it's their life it their it their you want to move to the next one We talked about people that influenced you and changed your life. Mm -hmm. But if you were to answer this, who would be that one person who changed your entire life? Miss Freya. Freya Tokareva. An artist. A Miss Nerd who I met in 2015 in Miami. What is the most painful thing that you've ever been told? I wish you never been born. Finish off this sentence. I miss... My family. Finish off this sentence. I wish I... I wish I can make a positive impact into the world. What is the purpose of life? To be happy, to feel joy, and create. And share love. And do what you love. And do what you love. <laughs> do what you love. It's uh, just a part of the process, you know. Like you cannot, like, be truly happy and live your fullest life without doing what you really love. Because money, it's, it's not everything, you know. It's like it's, it's like you need to find something that really drives you and motivates you and and give you a purpose while you're living. So you saying money is not everything? Yeah. I want to share something with you. So this is a tweet I posted on my Twitter account and got a lot of um, shares, comments, good and bad. Okay. People say money doesn't buy happiness. Money buys you a $1,000 plane ticket to see your mom who's across the pond at a minute notice. Money lets you have breakfast, lunch, dinner with your kids whenever you feel like it. Having choices is happiness. Money gives choices. Do you agree to this or disagree? I agree, absolutely. Yeah, but you need to also understand what you like, what you're willing to sacrifice to have this money. You know, like, are you willing to work on the job that you hate? You know, like for the many years to be able to get a ticket. You know, or maybe you need to be willing to, I don't know, like to prostitution for example right to to 
make some money or do drugs dealers whatever things like illegal or killing like animals i don't know people whatever so like it's uh it's like really depends on what you're willing to sacrifice by um, in your life can you have both a lot of money and happiness yeah absolutely if you do what you love <laughs> money will come eventually money will come and you'll be happy and you'll be like you know successful and you'll be flying on your private jet Absolutely. see your mom why not what is freedom freedom it's a choice it's a choice and um, inner choice of inside inside of yourself yeah it's something that's like you have it comes like all freedom comes from that yeah know. that's beautiful I think that's important for people to know and be reminded of that you don't have to look elsewhere to find that seed of freedom it's in, in you yeah. and start developing it yeah. it's actually very liberating because then in that case I don't have to always think that Oh, until this happens or that happens or until this person tells me this or yeah you just start within because that's where it is I love that and I hope this is a good reminder to a lot of people that are struggling yeah. in life whatever they are yeah. um, that you already have that my um, I have a mindset coach uh, Laura St. John hey Laura um, she one of the most incredible people Um, that I've met uh, last year and she mentioned something very similar she said that you you have everything that you need already inside of you honestly at first I was like what do you mean if I had everything I already had why would I come to you or to somebody <laughs> else like I need you <laughs> to like show me the way she needs you to just remind you that that you have it you know she is in your life to just remind you say hey you like you are enough you are beautiful you're like loved you supported you have everything in you that you need to to be the the happiest and best version of yourself and help other people to improve their lives absolutely and 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 as simple as that you need reminders you need to have people like Laura St. John or the artist that you met in Miami, um, your mom, you always need that one person in your life who will remind you yeah. of the things that you can accomplish. Um, how do you feel about watching those videos? Absolutely. Yeah? Sure. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Um, what's the question about him? <laughs> like, he's again one of the like one of the, the propaganda team, like a Putin team of like a, uh, influencers who try to give people uh, illusion of uh, you know we're doing right thing, like we are like what we're doing in Ukraine or what we're doing inside of inside of a country it's a good thing because we're the best and we like just 
trust us, you know. Like, but you know, people with brain, people with the open mind, they they're not gonna resonate with that. Mm. You know, like they're gonna just uh, yeah, guys, you just uh, making money, and mm. that's it. One thing I am so confused about Timothy is his art and his political position. Because if you think about it, Timothy, what kind of songs that he, does he sing? Most of his repertoire is based on the works of famous black artists. Mm-hmm. The, he has a huge Airbnb hip hop and rap influence yeah. in his work. Yeah. And we know very well how w- the roots of that um, branch of art mm-hmm. it came from expressing the injustice finding peace and freedom of expression and yet the very art that he represents is also as a vessel some might say i have to be impartial but some would say that mm-hmm. is the vessel to be a part of the propaganda machine mm-hmm. like How does he not have a cognitive dissonance? Like when your art like he, he had to research the the context, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to what we were saying about the context is everything in art. Yeah. He had to research the the struggles of the black rappers and the culture and uh, to understand what is he inspired by because otherwise it's just blandly using other people's culture. Yeah. That's the, I think he understand. I think he did his research in the beginning of his career, but now he is a um so big as a like hip hop artist in Russia that he can do whatever he wants, you know, and he's just again he doesn't really think about like how you think this way. He doesn't do any analysis. He just like yeah, I can do that because I have a contract, I have like this amount of money mm-hmm. and I can support the war, I can support uh, like you know whatever he wants to and in the in the form and shape that he can uh, create such as R&B or rap music. Yeah. Right? So it's it's a it's a, it's sad but it's um, I don't like you know like it's I don't think like we like he thinking like you thinking like right now like he just doing what he wants. Is this inevitable for someone when they become a huge artist like him to put aside it's, like it's, the, the initial purpose of why they started? It's like it's again it's a, it's everybody's like own choice, you know, like it's a freedom of choice. Like are you willing to betray yourself? Are you willing to say things that you maybe not really even uh, believe, you know, but because of the money or because of the other things so it's everybody's different you know and some people cannot betray themselves and they leave the country and, and they like you know doing the right things what they think right to do like oxymoron exactly you know and some just doesn't care and the last video is oh that's the top you know i really loved his uh, one of his movie when i was a kid which one called uh thief mm. have you heard about war Mm-mm. no like it's uh about after after second world war, war uh time 
like 1950s and he was uh, a war uh, a, a thief mm. he was like a stealing people's uh, things like in different the uh, character in the movie or yeah, and the characters in the movie and he like met a, a, a girl and she has a a boy like a son and he became a Uh, he tried to raise him as a good person and uh-huh. like it's like an amazing story amazing movie I really encourage you to watch it and like when I was a kid I was like really enjoying this movie a lot and when I see him now you know when I see what he's saying right now you know and what side of um, war he is uh, standing for it's make me feel like very ups- like sad and upset because like you know when like when Baskov or Timothy or so many other artists uh, um, supported Putin like I wasn't surprised I was not uh, feel anything you know like yeah like you know I knew guys like I never been I never was your fan you mm. know kind of but he like I mean like he was like a really beautiful amazing talented artist and actor and he just again brainwashed I, th- I really feel like he is like I feel like he is believing in what he was saying he so it's not the case with say Timothy where he gets paid and right I think he he's really really like standing for like you know his country what he believe in his support the Putin it's just again but again I really believe it's big role of the it's, it's like a mass media and propaganda you know so it's like the information that he uh, choose to um, observe yeah. uh, make him uh, say what he's saying um, and believe what he's saying do you think not knowing English has a role in this maybe but like in the beginning like in in 2011 I didn't know English you know like but like I felt like it's something wrong with my country really like I did not get information from like abroad the country you know like but I was following Navalny and following like uh, some independent journalists and I was seeing where my country going to and I said no I like I'm not I, I did my best I went to protests like in Maykovska um, you know and like a few times I got arrested like you know I was like I was like try to do my best and when I understood I cannot fight with a, like this machine by myself and like I'm gonna be um, I, I don't want to live in this country I don't want to raise my family here I don't want to make a business here I have to start thinking where else can I apply my skills and my talent and, and where I can feel like happy and peace beside the Russia um, so so English, of course, in our days, is like helps you a lot to get uh, the full picture from different sources. But it's not only it's not like a critical. Like you have to. You can still you still can be form like, an opinion, exactly. be informed yeah. without knowing English. Yeah. Wow, it's loading. Um, you mentioned Navalny. Um, I've been watching his content as well as other uh, political uh, leaders yeah. who are in the opposition like uh, Lyubov Sobol, uh, Maria Pevchik, um, 
lately I've been watching a lot of dudes, you dudes. Arguably, they're not artists, or we should say they are not artists by every standard, but they are creating content. They are informing people, and they are also changing people's opinions, public opinion. I mean, it makes me think it's art. <laughs> it is an art. Like I, I told, I told in the beginning, <laughs> everything in art. Like if you really started, like it, like it, digging deeply, like you understand, like everything is an art. Everything, how you speak, how you hug, how you kiss, how you eat, how you breathe, how you dress up, how you make any sort of creation. Either it's a, like an article, either it uh, like how you wash your dishes in art. Everything in art, like even just washing dishes, mm-hmm. you can do it like with like whatever and uh-huh. key and leave some like uh, some dust, some dirt, you know, and it's like eh, whatever it doesn't matter, like it doesn't matter, like uh, it, like nobody will see it uh, if you wash it for someone, for example, right, or even for yourself. Like I don't care, like you, if you doesn't love yourself enough, you're gonna keep your dishes not clean mm-hmm. enough, you know, like, eh, whatever it doesn't like. Uh, we already live in unperf- unperfect, unsafe world. This just doesn't like kill me, you know. And you can leave some sort of the bacteria on your plate, right? Or you can like do your best and make sure it's beautiful, and you can place it in a beautiful spot, not just randomly. Yeah. Uh, keep it on your like kitchen mm-hmm. somewhere. So how you like everything? <laughs> when you mentioned putting things in a nice way like mm-hmm. the plates the dishes that you just described I remembered something so I finished um, Austrian finishing school uh, remotely um, that teaches women social business dining etiquette um, as well as guides them on how to take care of themselves grooming beauty how to have mentally stimulated conversations, how to be a lady. The founder of the school, Marie Boucher, for the longest was my number one inspiration. She is, I think, about 50 years old. She looks gorgeous. She has five kids, successful business. And I was a student of hers. When the war started, one of the things that I was looking for, just like I mentioned with the ballet dancers, I was closely watching if she's going to say something. Unfortunately, she did not. Uh, To say I was disappointed would be an understatement. Because as her student, she's always mentioned this famous TV series, Downton Abbey, and how she uses that series as an inspiration for her, how to be a lady. However, in that series, there is an episode where a war broke out and the ladies of the house of the Downton Abbey rolled up their sleeves, cleared out their living room, the area where they were entertaining people, um, their study as well, and, and made space for the wounded. Changed their outfits, no longer worried about dressing up properly for dinner because they would would change outfits very often. And in my mind, I was like, wow, when you are teaching someone 
to be a sophisticated person that also comes with being compassionate in the times of need in the times of war and not continuing to care about what color of ribbon you're going to wear on your hat or what dress you're going to pick um or what seminar you want to host and honestly i i still follow her i i go to her content to get my to turn off my brain sometimes because i like the aesthetics of it and that's what art does sometimes to us it allows us to escape but at the same time i wish she was different i wish that people who teach us beauty and what she does is teaches beauty they also teaches us that in the times of need and the hardships show your compassion because that's what beauty is how can you be, be beautiful and sorry i'm going in a tangent but how can you be beautiful and teach beauty to others if you're not compassionate to the pain of other people especially in the war times so i don't know how to answer that i maya so i feel this is like comes from your expectation from the person you know and i believe like we shouldn't like put any expectation anyone except ourselves you know and if she did not say anything about the war it doesn't mean she doesn't have this compassion it doesn't mean she doesn't like crying every night you know um uh, like because what happening like all these um sad things that happening around the world not only in ukraine but like just in different things she might be like you know really going through different things but she maybe i'm just saying like you know maybe she chose her way to inspire people and heal them by doing like but not touching politics or not touching sensitive subjects because it's going to bring so much negativity maybe in her life because of different opinions people and somebody hey how you can support this and not saying anything about uh, people in africa or like you mm. know or like um, animals or uh, global warming problem and other things so maybe maybe she choose like her way to um, you know be happy and share love and and save the world or heal the world in her own way mm. but you know what i'm saying that's do you do you think in the time of war it's okay I, to be neutral i i don't think she's i don't i, or don't, I don't know her she's if she's neutral i should say not express yes, opinions openly like, yes i think it's okay i mean like unfortunately it's okay you know i wish like we all like a stand on one side and say like all out loud like stop the war you know and it's gonna change the world faster but again like everybody's different and some people just like cannot just like um or choosing to not uh say it out loud on a public and to, to audience but it doesn't mean they're like not supporting maybe she's supporting by like you know sending money to ukrainians uh anonymously mm. you know and this is her way to um support the so people watching this some of them might say um this is unacceptable that when the war started 
you have to, especially if it's your government, you have to speak up against them. It's everybody's own choice. You know, like, again, some people cannot do some things because they're in fear, how to say. Um, She's definitely in fear because if I'm not mistaken, her yeah. father is Bastrikin, who is the main... Like in the government. Yeah. So like she cannot like you know go against maybe because like his father, Bastrikin really he's uh, his father. Her initial wow. last name is Bastrikina. Wow. And I cannot 100% say with certainty that she is his daughter, but I have never seen any photos of her father or her mom anywhere in the social. And in one of our classes, so it makes sense completely what she's not saying, what she's like, what you like, waiting for her to to say, you know, she like, she just can't, you know, like. She was in the military, that I remember, because before her elegance journey, she was a tomboy and she was, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, it makes sense. It's a, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a tough spot. Um, either way. It's, you know, if, if the world was black and white, mm -hmm. maybe we would have had a different conversation. Yeah. Um, but when, when you need to make a, make a decision for yourself, what side are you on? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you already made that decision for yourself. From the first day. From the first day. Yeah. Do you remember where you were on the day when I that happened? I was at home. I was I just started like, receiving the messages from my friends in Ukraine and my uh, co-workers and my like, like designers, developers. I have uh, still a team of people who I'm working with for the past 13 years now mm. and they're in Ukraine and they start saying like, so they like, like we got bombed, like we got like, you know, we, we hear some like this, like I, like I couldn't believe, like I was, I was like, start receiving all these messages and like I was, and I was crying like I, like I couldn't believe it happened. Like I, yeah, it was like very um, dark days in the beginning, especially like the first few months. I stopped doing anything. Like I was just all in there and try to um, help, you know, and try to do my best to help my friends and family members in there. And. Um, you still have family in yeah, Ukraine? Like, like some relatives, yeah. Um, so. We have one minute until he comes back. Do you want to watch that video or no? Oh, it's, it's a different. Is this is. Who is it? Is it it's not oh, Mashkov. It's not. It's, not, it's, uh, Sorry, that's, uh, it's another actor. Parichenko. I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait a second, are we talking about the same person? <laughs> Maybe I forgot. I forgot he. Okay. Yeah, this one. The, the, the last one? Well, I'm sending this oh, right okay. now. I, I'll give you my phone. Okay. It'll be easier. See, that's how much I <laughs> am involved in the Russian art world. But I try to do my research. За нашего президента, за нашу родину, за победу. Мы победим. I saw, I saw that. Like I saw it on Navalny channel. Um, that, 
to think like uh, the, the sober way, the more sober was also included in this. What week. was going through your mind when you saw that? I really tried to not use these words as a disappointment, you know, like, uh, but this is very close to what I've been um, um, feeling when I saw it first time and when I when I known uh, he's uh, supporting Putin and uh, propaganda team. But again, like, I never, like, <laughs> this is just my, like, my, childhood speaking like in my child my my ch- my niche in, like in when i was like 13 14 like i was like wow he's an amazing actor you know like it's i never uh, it's not like if oxymoron was or Zephyr or somebody like who are more related like mm-hmm. saying what he was saying like i've been more sad about it you know but like yeah man like you made a choice i'm very sorry for you you know like it's uh said that like you 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 have to make your choices you know i made my choices like who i'm like i'm surrounding myself and who is not in my circle mm. he's definitely no in my circle and never been in my circle anymore mm. and yeah this is fortunately well, thank you so much for coming thank you tomorrow Thank you, everyone. If you want to watch other episodes, please uh, click on the link here or here. See you in the next episode. Bye.